about. Be careful what I say because others can be hurt. And so that's the same thing with lies, isn't it? I'm going to be reading over in the book of Mark. One verse, excuse me, one chapter here, verses 35 through 41. As I was resting this afternoon, I just, I just said, God, I want to have church tonight. I know many are not going to be able to come. God, give me something for those that are here and those that will be watching. And the Lord began to deal with me. And the Lord laid something, I think, very enlightening on my heart. And I pray it will be yours as well. Good to see all of you. Mark 4, verse 35 down through 41. The word of the Lord says this, In the same day, when the evening was come, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was, in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? You may be seated. I want to bring out some points in our text tonight before I get right into what I believe the Lord has given me for us. Tonight I want to just briefly leave this thought with you, the storm. I think we were kind of in a storm today, a winter storm for us. It's amazing that when it comes, it really can be a problem because people going into the ditch and this and that, sliding on ice, walking on ice, we're just not accustomed to it. We're not prepared for it. We have no experience with it. Even if you came from an area in the north where you were used to all of this, you've been here long enough, you have no clue now how to drive on it. It's different. And so... You can understand why some of us kind of get anxious when it happens. Verse 35, he said this to them. He said, let us go to the other side. Let us pass to the other side. To me, when he said that, that ended it. He didn't say, let's try to get to the other side. Let's hope we can make it to the other side. He basically said what? Let us pass to the other side. There was no doubt with him. It didn't matter what come on. Lake Galilee, it didn't matter what was coming. It didn't matter what would arise. It didn't matter who doubted. It didn't matter anything. He said, let us pass to the other side. Amen. That's the first thing I want you to really grip. That when he says something, why is it that we sometimes doubt when a storm comes our way? Oh, wow. 
then the next day, a great storm came out of nowhere. I mean, it came out of nowhere. If you've ever been to Israel and you've seen the Sea of Galilee, you'll know it's wide open and any wind right. can become dangerous. Right. And it can come out of nowhere instantly upon you. And they said to him, Carest thou not that we perish? Now, how could they perish? When the Lord himself said, let us pass on to the other side. How in the world were they going to drown? I don't care if the boat was full of water. Nowhere in that scripture did it say the boat was sinking. It just said it was full of water. And he was sleeping. I wonder if we could learn to sleep through the storm. <laughs> All right? Now, I'm not talking about a physical storm. You know it. I'm talking about the situations that you face as an individual. The things that you are anxious about it, fearful about it, memories that you can't get rid of. I'm talking about pain in your life. I'm not talking about, I'll use me since I'm getting a little up in age. I found out that I am one year older than Brother Hillman. That's why he looks better than I do. I'm not talking about the pains that you feel when you get up. And you say, oh my, what is going on? I slept pretty well. How come I'm feeling all this pain? Anybody can identify with that? I'm the only one. Will you say Amen. Thank you, Sister Dolores, because I didn't want to be the only one that when you had a good night's sleep, normally, you know, you young adults get up, you're gone. Me, I'm, oh, man. I got to have my morning soda. That's <laughs> right. I have learned how to make coffee for my wife now. Oh, yeah. Through all that sickness she's going through, you know, and she's, she's eating it up. She's loving it. I haven't gotten to the point of tasting it yet. But she says sometimes, not all the time, sometimes I make it just right. Now other times she doesn't say anything, I wonder. But the point is, she doesn't say anything about it. Why is it we're all complaining about the storms of life when Jesus said, listen, you're going to pass on to the other side. Why can't we just rest and find us a pillow? You got a pillow, your favorite pillow? The one you like to hug? I'm getting personal tonight. But you know what I'm talking about. That fluffing up, that pillow, you know. And when you had a rough night, you say, oh, no wonder my pillow's on the floor. He said this, did he not? Let us pass unto the other side. Boom. That's it. But because of what they experienced, what they were feeling, physically feeling, the water was in the boat, so evidently they were getting wet. The wind was blowing. It was white capping. And so therefore they said, we're going to die. They had forgotten the word of the Lord. And that's what happens to you and I sometimes. If we forget the word of the Lord. Now. I sometimes like to give you the acronyms. Of the thought. 
that I'm bringing. That's the letters of the word you take and you make another word out of it. That's acronyms, okay? So, storm, S-D-O-R-M. S for C. T for clearly. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> That's the word I want to use. But it doesn't start with a T. So the Lord began to say, well, why don't you find out some of the words that might go with clearly. So I, I got the dictionary out and I began to look and sure enough, I found two words that I want to stress tonight to you that is important because the apostles that were in that boat did not take into account how to see correctly. The first word is transparent. That's a T. And the next one is translucent. That's a T. We got a double T. So C transparent and C translucent over the rough moments of our life. And if you do that, you'll see clearly. Now, what does transparent mean? It means allowing light, hallelujah, to pass through so the objects behind can be distinctly seen. That's transparent. In other words, you've got something in front of you. You can't see the objects behind you. So seeing transparent is allowing the light to come through everything, and now you see what's behind that. Translucent is allowing light, but not detailed shapes to pass through. Thus, semi-transparent. You see, the reason I have trouble seeing correctly over rough moments is because all I see are the objects hindering me from seeing transparent what's behind those hindrances that I'm reaching for. The apostles could not see transparent. If they did, they would see the other side and not so much focus on the direct objects that were in front of them which stopped their faith. This is good stuff. This is powerful teaching now. I'm going to tell you that right now. I need to have both transparent faith and semi-transparent faith. Transparent faith to see the promises, to see the assurance, to see the destination that God has promised me, but semi-transparent, allowing the light of God, the light of truth to come, that I don't see the stumbling blocks, I don't see the obstacles, I don't see the trials, I don't see the tribulations, I got my pillow, I got my pillow. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Everybody getting this? Because that is the situation that we get into so many times is we can't be seeing transparent what God promised, where we're going in God. All we see is there is a wall. Oh, there's that hurt. Oh, there's that fear. There's that heartache. There's that anxiety. I 
transparent, allowing light to so illuminate my soul that I can see the objects behind. Seeing at the same time semi-transparent, translucent to where I don't see anything in front of me. Don't drive that way. But walk that way in the Lord. It's important because storms are going to come. And they'll come sometime before you even have time to turn around. You won't be prepared. You won't have the supplies you need. But I'm telling you, you should always be prepared and patient and understand how to see. Oh, glory to God. It's a seeing with faith, not with a physical eyesight. It's a seeing and understanding. Where am I going in God? What are the promises of God? What has he said that will be my destination? Over rough moments. You see, when I'm in a storm, they were in a storm. They didn't see a storm. They were in a storm. I must remember the word of the Lord and see transparent the promises of God as well as the destination of God at the same time See, translucent, not allowing detailed obstacles to stand in my way. If I can do that, if I can work at that, then my faith will be strengthened. My trust in God will be strengthened. And my hope in God will be strengthened. I don't know if you haven't realized it. Probably not. I travel quite a bit and I hear other preachers talk and I can see things, and even here, there are many apostolics struggling with their faith. They're struggling with the things that have come upon the world. They're struggling in their finances. They're struggling in their relationships at home. They're struggling with their parents or their children. They're even struggling about coming to church. It's because they are no longer seeing the goal. They're no longer seeing the prize. They're no longer seeing what they're supposed to be seeing because all they can see is what's right in front of them. They're not seeing transparent. They're too busy seeing that instead of allowing the light to come through that. Illuminating and making visible and clear the objects behind. God is so good because I said, Lord, this is a beautiful thought for me. It helped me. And what better time to preach it is when we're in a snowstorm. Right. Now, are you from the north? I'm not from the north. I have nothing against the north. Okay, well, yeah. Okay, yeah. I have nothing against I have nothing against the north. I have nothing. Just don't want to live there. It has nothing to do with the north. It has to do with the snow. It has to do with cold. I was talking to Pastor Alexander. And you know what he was saying? He said, in Minnesota, where God called him for like 32 years, it can get 40 below zero. Yep. God bless Texas. Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, God put me. I don't have to worry about that. Exactly where he wanted me. 
the cold comes and it's quickly gone. Right. Oh, no, no, you, you, you like that because you thought it was just a physical statement. But that's the same thing as the storms of life and the trials of life. They come, and as soon as they come, they can be gone if you're seeing life. If you're seeing life, if you're seeing clearly, transparent, translucent, you will see over rough moments of your life. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord God. Put your hands together tonight. This is short message, but I hope the message was encouraging. That you'll hold on to it. That you'll hold on to it. It's important what our faith sees. Not physical sight. No, no, no. Not physical sight. But what is our faith experiencing? Is it experiencing the physical things that seem to bind us or the spiritual things that seem to set us free. Faith is the substance of things hopeful and the evidence of things. That not seen there is seeing translucent. I can't see what's in front of me. All I can see is transparent. The evidence of faith. All I can see is the evidence. For by it, the elders received the good report. Hold on to this. 2021, we're believing for revival, but in that, there are going to be storms. In that, people are going to come and go. In that, there are going to be crisis that this country will face and that we'll face as well as individuals and as a church body. Now, announcements very quickly. I, I kind of changed up things. So that's all right. I want to put the devil on his toes. Our banquet next Sunday night, 5 o'clock. Tonight's the last night to sign up. If you're coming, you need to sign up so we can get a count. All we're asking you to bring is drinks, water, sodas, juice boxes, tea, something of that nature. Of course, masks are going to be required when you're eating, of course, no. Or if you're speaking, no. But other than that, yes. We'll be in a close environment. We're going to have air purifiers over there. We're going to do everything we can to keep it as safe as possible. Let's come see transparent. Amen. See transparent. Amen. And trusting in the Lord. It's our 20th anniversary banquet. I'm excited about it. I want to thank everyone that is involved in preparing that. Thank you very, very much. Now, ladies, we have a Texas Ladies Conference. The last Friday of February, it'll be here at our church. That's the 26th, if I'm not mistaken. Have a 